Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome in here on a, I can't, was it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? I don't even know anymore, dude. I, I got to tell you, it's Thursday now. I, I'm lost. I am so lost with what's going on. Please bring us back our sports, but welcome in. Here it is. The early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. And we do finally have some uh, some good news here. Uh, glass definitely half full as all sports leagues, in fact, uh, continuing to make plans to push forward and in some capacity uh, do us all a favor, get us back to a little bit of normalcy here and get ready to hit uh, hit the field, hit the arenas, hit the stadiums, hit the gyms, certainly in the NBA. but uh, the latest to come out was uh, Major League Baseball yesterday uh, that uh, decided their Dane that, of course, it was going to be a, uh, at least they're making it seem like there is a plausible path to Major League Baseball being played this year. And it involves kind of a little bit of a realignment. Uh, but it does look like 100, maybe 110 games is possible. It's uh, and of course, a lot of people were excited when this uh, when this broke here over the last couple of days. You had uh, Jeff Passan, who don't forget, Jeff Passan was the one who originally broke the whole Arizona story, uh, which was, of course, later debunked. But uh, then Ken Rosenthal, the athletic got involved, uh, also jumped on this bandwagon talking about only three conferences, pretty much very lack of travel. Uh, You're going to have the East Coast, you're going to have the Central, you're going to have the West Coast. And everybody gets realigned. The poor Marlins fans are like, really? You're going to put us with Atlanta, the Yankees? You know, but like, really? This is how it works? But yes, um, at least that's what we've heard. Nothing necessarily official, so to speak. But again, this is what is being leaked. And I think it's being leaked for a purpose. But I will say this. Uh, This is, and we had hoped we'd hear something by the 1st, obviously, May 1st, which is uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm glad we we got this out because a lot of the things that when Passon released last time with the Arizona plan, a lot of the players spoke up. There was obviously some blowback there. And I do think that part of this plan is about having Major League Baseball teams play in their own home parks, but not having to travel all over the country by yeah. keeping it regional, which makes a lot of sense when you when you look at the East Coast and uh, outside of you know Miami and Tampa, most all the other teams are in the Northeast anyway. What it allows the players to do is stay home with their families for the most part, not have to travel long distances. Uh, it, it works. It, it makes actually this is a plan that we hadn't really talked. We were talking about maybe two or three locations, but the idea of all the teams staying at home, playing in their own ballparks, and oh yeah, players having the opportunity to be home and not have to travel crazy long distances, kind of realign it for there for 100 games. Uh, on many levels, Dane, that makes so much sense. I almost, I'm almost laughing at it because I'm like, wow, this is, there's usually always that one wrinkle where you're like, oh, I don't know, all people in Arizona, but 30 teams, 10 divisions, 10 teams in each division split up between the Central, East, and West. Yep. Uh, wow, that makes a lot of sense here, Dave. Maybe uh, we shouldn't have made uh, that much fun of Rob Manfred and uh, baseball if this is what is really in play, which I tend to think uh, this is what they're talking about middle of June. I think it makes total sense. I really do. I think it is what they are talking about. I think it does make sense. You know, early on in this, Joe, we talked about reimagining the mm-hmm. NBA playoffs, if right. you remember, right? That's and right. we did it in a similar way. We did it in a way of thinking where are the regional kind of hubs? This almost looks like March Madness to me, yeah. right? In different regions and different pods and different brackets of that sort. And you're right. I do think it makes sense, in essence, you know, merging the American and National League in East, Central, and West. And we know that Arizona could be the starting point for the West. Florida could be the starting point for the East. And d- down in Texas could be the starting point for the Central. I think it does a good job to minimize travel. You mentioned it, for example, in this Eastern division, outside of the Florida teams, and I guess the Atlanta Braves as well, everything else is in the I-95 corridor, pretty much, right? So mm-hmm. this could be, instead of a lot of plane travel, maybe they're packing them up on the bus like their old days in the minor leagues. Yep. But I do think this makes sense. I always say, though, Joe, 
the devil is in the details. And a couple of details that I'd be interested in, I know they're playing in their home parks, right? But what does that mean for the DH? If all of a sudden now half your schedule is what used to be interleague, right. what does that mean for the position or the roster spot yep. that was the DH? And Joe, I honestly wonder, I have some thoughts on what does this do to competitive balance? You know, like there are some divisions where there's a runaway winner and like four kind of also ran teams. Right. There's other divisions that are like really competitive. Look at the East, for example, right? Um, Tampa Bay, let's say, right? A, an above average quality playoff contender. They really thought they had to deal with the Yankees in their division, right? But then Boston, Baltimore, Toronto were 500 or lower teams. Right. Now in their division, they have the Yankees, but they also have by some people's account, four legitimate playoff contenders from what was the NL East mm -hmm. that they're going to have to play oh, the entire season. So I think it makes, for example, the Red Sox or the Rays schedule a lot harder, right? And there's some other teams where it makes their schedule a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what that does to the futures market. I wonder what that does to competitive balance. Because remember, our friends at FanDuel have already modified this and then changing it instead of win totals win percentages, but now their schedule is going to look a lot different than many anticipated, but the bets are still up on the board. Yeah, I, listen, it's it's a nice idea. I love, and, and again, clarity is the only thing I was hoping for, but this is far from a done deal. This is, uh, I'd hold the brakes on uh, jumping up and down and, and saying baseball is back there. It's far from back yet, but at least it gave us a glimpse into some of what they're kicking around and some of the ideas that they're thinking about, and there is no way around it. This is going to be one of the, just uh, circle it now, the 2020 baseball season in the history books will go down as one of the strangest, weirdest, uh, most unlike anything we've ever seen before. So competitive balance or not, uh, and, you know, I'm trying to tell Marlins fans that, Listen, it'll be good for you to get your ass handed to you that many times in a season. It'll, it'll help you down. And if you, they're not buying that argument, then I don't blame them necessarily. Uh, but it, it's at the end of the day, this is a business, guys. As much as we like to, uh, you know, reminisce and we, we put baseball into this very nostalgic, very, you know, this is the way it's always been. The reality is 100 games is better than no game, as it is. You're talking about, Dan, at this particular point, we'd have been through almost 30 games in the Major League Baseball season. So you're talking about 30 games of revenue already out the window here. There's already a massive loss. We're talking about not starting until mid-June to end of June. Where is, you know, that still has not been decided either, is who's going to foot the bill for these losses here? Are players going to be uh, contribute back into the pot here, obviously? Uh, are they not? Uh, the owners certainly are not going to sit there and say, no problem. You know, two-thirds of uh, our, most of our home games are ready to start the season are gone. We're white. We're looking at maybe missing, what, 60 games here by the time they're ready to play? Right. They're not going to take that on the chin. Owners are not. So, again, this is great. I love smart forward thinking. I love this. Yes, it's going to be weird. But it's also, the other alternative is, no games, which still a possibility, uh, but you got to figure out the dollars and cents because it, it is a game, yes, but it is a multi-billion dollar, billion dollar business for that matter. Uh, and you've got to figure out those details. And I think the obstacles still have to be decided at, you know, this is an election year, Dane, let's call it for what it is. You know, there are some states that are trying to figure out politically whether they're going to open up or not. You know, I mean, the right. idea to get 30 of them on all this, you know, 30 states on the five in California alone teams, yep. you're, you know, 30 teams, that, you know, politics is going to rule the day. Uh, let's face it. If there wasn't an election this year, I'll say it. I don't know that um, this wouldn't have been maybe a little bit more uniformed across the board, but there's a lot more in play than just playing right. a game, Dane. And while it makes sense, now you've got to somehow try to convince all of these states that are involved here. Right. Um, and I don't care what you, they all have their own political affiliate. One is blue, one's red, one's in the middle. You know what I mean? 
it's going to play a role into whether or not we can get this back sooner rather than later. So I keep my fingers crossed. I love the direction they're heading, but boy, oh boy, is there a lot going on behind the scenes here. Absolutely, Joe. I've been saying it for the last few weeks. The devil is in the details, yeah. right? And every single time we talk about this, I say the local governments have yep. to be brought in in the same way as the players' unions have to be brought in. And I think you're right. you got to figure out how the, the way you're calling it, taking it on the chin. We've already seen over mm -hmm. in Europe, Joe, in some of those soccer leagues, mm -hmm. right? Like they're already, you know, sort of going back and forth. Like, will it be a... 20% pay cut right. across the board. Will it be a 10%, a 25%, that sort of thing, right? And they are trying to figure that out to kind of share the losses on each side of the fence. But, you know, we have these unions and all these things are collectively bargained here in the United States. So as I've said before, the players, the unions, the teams, the networks, the government aspects all have to be collaborating and on the same page. Uh, it will be very, very interesting. I do think it makes sense and it's logical to, in essence, just minimize travel, right, and see how this could be done. Yep. But we still got a few details to iron out. Yeah, and, and listen, we're all talking about no fans anyway here, Dave. Right. And if, and quite honestly, if and this is why it gives me hope that this is actually something that can get pulled off. Uh, how is playing a baseball game with no fans any different than reopening a restaurant? or reopening a business. It is a business with employees that play a baseball game. It's yep. no different than opening a distribution center or a, you know, a restaurant or a mall or so I, it, there's nothing different because the public's not going to be a part of it. So you've already taken that out of the equation. There's one difference. It, though. The it, amount of it, travel that's involved is different. The travel is but again, it, they never shut down travel. You can fly. You can do all that. None of that's ever stopped. I mean, there are not a lot of flights, but there are flights. And by the way, I read a story, too. Like, uh, apparently, the people trying to bring guns on planes has, has gone <laughs> through the like, what are you people thinking? Because there's because there's only two people on the plane. They're not going to check the baggage. But it is. I, I, I can't. I, someone sees on me. I'm going to shoot the. I'm going to shoot the cloud of germs. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, they probably won't look because I'm the only person on the plane. I just cracked me up here. But um, at least that gives me some hope in saying it's really while we kind of position it as this really different thing, it's a business, and as long as the public's not involved. There you go. You you can you can probably restart your business like many other people are going to be doing, only with millionaire athletes. As soon as you figure out, by the way, uh, who's going to pay for what, which I better get some clarity on that sooner rather than later, Dane, because all of this is great. It's brainstorming. But when it comes down to it, this talks, everything else walks. No, I hear you. Like I said, and they're trying to attribute for that in this yes. realignment idea to minimize the travel, right? Yeah. To me, the only difference between opening, you know, the bar, restaurant, and opening, having games with no fans, is that you are asking then these people to travel a little bit more and take on slight or more risk that they do with traveling. But these guys have their own team planes and kind of travel in a little bit more of a comfortable way. For example, though, Joe, the travel being the big part of it, I heard Rafael Nadal, the tennis star, say how hard it would be for them to get back going because they play in a different country every every week. Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that travel aspect, even though it's an individual sport, makes it very tough. But it looks like we're making steps in the right direction. For right. Yeah, and, and listen, they're not the only employee of a business that's got to travel. And and if you open up the doors and say, all right, get back to work, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, sure. uh, XYZ salesperson, and your job requires you to fly to Oklahoma, your ass is flying to Oklahoma when you, you can. So it's... To me, it's all about the money, though. If they figure out the money, Dana, and we get, I think all the rest of this will work itself out. As right. soon as you figure out how they're going to divide up the losses here, and we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars already with, you know, what, 30 games? I mean, you're talking a 100-game season, Dane. If they start in the middle to the end of June, right. that means at the end of this month, at the end of May, you better be on a baseball diamond somewhere getting spring training going. And then that's still the other question, Dane. Um, where are you going to hold those spring training games? Like, where are you going to? Is it at the home ballpark? Is it back in Florida and Arizona? A uh, lot of details, but finally we're pushing forward to that, uh, you know, to that end there where it's 
Here's our time frame, Damon. I think we have it right now, right? That 100-game mark seems to be know. where baseball is going. But in the meantime, UFC is back up, uh, guys, next Saturday, next weekend, right. the 9th. UFC is ready to go. NASCAR already uh, looking, I believe, at, uh, at Charlotte uh, uh, ready to go somewhere along those lines. Uh, or, or somewhere in Texas, too. So they're planning on uh, hosting a race there coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we know horse racing still going on. Uh, right. So NBA teams will be in gyms next weekend, right? Uh, some players will get back. So slowly right. maturing, the month of May is really revving up, provided everything goes well, uh, to kind of lead us into a June day where we might finally have some sense of normalcy when it comes to our sports in this world. We keep our fingers crossed. A lot of things got to fall into place, but at least a lot of these leagues, you know, next week we're having a UFC fight with Dana White one way or the other. I'm fairly certain. Even if he's got to fight himself, there'll be something on TV with Dana White. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> heard on this island or whatever the case yeah, may be. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So, Joe, that tomorrow is May. Like, the month of April kind of, like, never was, you know? It brings yeah. new meaning to this, uh, you know, the phrase April showers bring May flowers. Yep. Well, it's like an April hibernation now, and we all are, like, coming out, and it's thawing a little bit more. I think spring training can be in the home sites as well, yep. Joe, because remember, we'll be in May and June, so the weather will be different even here in the Northeast. So true, man. Yep, there is a lot happening uh, here going on. We got a lot of headlines to get to as well. Uh, we uh, we learned this week, of course, they finalized the deal with Jameis Winston. He had, they, although they didn't disclose the details of the contract. Interesting enough, we know it's one year. We don't know the money value. Uh, but Jameis uh, gave us his thoughts on uh, you know going to the Saints. Uh, we've heard from guys like Brett Favre uh, chiming in on the whole, uh, and Brett knows better than anybody what it's like to uh, sit there and watch a uh, a quarterback, a young quarterback get drafted while you're still uh, there, thinking you can take on the world. So. That is interesting. We've got a, a police blotter uh, coming up, too, that we'll talk about. Uh, it wouldn't be an NFL offseason, Dane, right, without – so, even, even in a pandemic. You're, I thought you were staying home. I, I, staying home. I just absolutely can't. Plus, we also have uh, the ability now uh, that the smoke is cleared to take a look at some of these rosters as currently constructed compared to what win totals – uh, the books are, and the books are getting ready to rev up too, which is exciting. Uh, but has any of those numbers changed now that uh, guys like Jameis are off the board and the draft is done? Are there any movement? We'll give you the latest uh, Super Bowl odds and who thinks uh, is going to win what, and we'll do that coming up as well. So get ready here on a Thursday. We're moving along. It is the early line. It is the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. He is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. We'll be back, guys, right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys, welcome back in here. It is the early line. Sportsgrid.com is where you can find us. Of course, hope you're following us uh, on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and all that good stuff there. He is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri as we continue to uh, press forward here saying goodbye to April of 2020, uh, which is just mind-blowing. And trust me, uh, Dane and I were just laughing here because we've lost all sense of, of time and we're not alone we know you guys have done the same thing we don't we don't know if it's morning afternoon it's uh Thursday. unbelievable how our uh, our sense of time our internal clocks are so screwed up right now all of us uh, by the way because nothing uh is is normal right now but we're hoping and the news that has been coming out and when may comes it looks like at least some of the sports including uh, I forgot to mention, of course, the PGA Tour, too. They, uh, they've got a Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning match uh, that is going to happen sometime in May. They also had said uh, they'll be back with the, uh, I think, the Valero Open or one of these uh, in Texas. They're going to be playing a tournament there in June, which means, of course, they'll get revved up uh, there towards uh, May. We just talked about baseball. 
uh, and the realignment possibilities. And they're talking about a mid to late June start, which means May they've got to get to stadiums and uh, begin their spring training. Uh, the NBA opening up gyms, which is exciting. Uh, NASCAR looking uh, in a couple of weeks to get back on the track. So, and, and we've always said it, Dane, too, throughout all of this. NASCAR golf, uh, you know, I, I know you're in uh, you're in ground zero over there, so it's never uh, fun, Dane, but they finally opened up some golf courses down here in Florida and a lot of golf courses throughout the country, actually, and throughout some states never closed, but certainly we've got a... Uh, I'm a, I play on over here in New York. Yeah, I, I figured that, but they, they, they put them back open and I just happened to uh, glance and see if I could book a tee time. Okay. Uh, let's say maybe get, yeah, no, that wasn't happening. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, you might have to wait nine years before you can get out because a, they're making sure everybody, and this is the really funny part about it. Now it's not like much has changed with golf. Golf is actually made for a quarantine. It is a sport that has social distancing written all over it. Dave, you got to have your own cart. So you can't share a cart. Big okay. deal. I'd, I'd rather not play anyway, right? So you're good to go. So far, I'm not scaring you away from the golf course, right, nope. Dave? Nope. All right. So they have now made it so the holes are more permanent, so you can't remove the flag. Don't touch right. the flag. Great. Not here. No sand rakes necessarily, but you get relief, of course, if you hit it into the th Great. Not, still not. We're not talking about Sunday at the Masters here, people. I'm good. Still not scaring me away from the golf right. course. Um, and of course, you just got to maintain six feet away from the people you're playing with on yeah. the tee boxes and, and things. So most people, one guy goes left, one guy goes right, and anyway, that's the end right. of it anyway. So, so <laughs> really, the same place, Joe. Is I'm looking the at these rules, and I'm like, really, this is ridiculous. I mean, golf probably could have been playing here without a whole lot of fanfare, and nobody would have known the better. So um, it, it's funny to me how that UFC. NASCAR, especially NASCAR with dudes wearing hazmat suits and a car going 200 miles an hour and five dudes in a pit uh, who are all wearing masks and, and gear anyway, so which cracked me up. These are sports that really, and we always said, they should be the first ones back. You know, every other sport a little more, a little differently here, but, you know, certainly golf now is, it makes total sense. They can certainly get back and keep social distancing guidelines in mind. No fans. Right, Dan, but, you know, local municipal golf courses all around, uh, even the state of Florida here today are going to be packed with people in their own carts doing what they were going to do anyway if they were playing golf, which is shoot 120. So who are we kidding? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> like, we're not talking about Sunday at Masters. Right, exactly. So yep. you have your own clubs, you have your own ball. Those yep. are the things you're touching. The flag stick is the kind of, communal thing that people are touching but i've seen all sorts of contraptions joe you right. know where they put sand in the holes where it doesn't you know right. you don't have to dig all the way in yep. there's, you know there's a lot of ways that you can do this and you're right joe i'm guaranteed to you if you and i are both on the tee box our second shots we will be more than six feet away from each other i promise you guys <laughs> i promise I you yes see it yeah maybe once out of 18 d shots we will be within six feet of each other it, but other than that i think we'll be socially distanced just fine there are people i promise you there are people i could not believe it like because we wake up early guys obviously to do the show here and i'm like all right let me jump on quick before anybody else let me see what kind of tea times are available Booked, booked, it's booked. in the same way, Joe, that like the ratings for the draft went up because right. it's the only game in town. Yes. Now they're telling you, hey, you can get out of your house for four hours, right? Here's how to do it. There are people it's playing golf right now that have never played golf in their entire life, Dane, ever. They Joe, don't care. Tea time for like, oh, like next Friday afternoon or three. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or one of these public courses that you don't have to book a tea time. You can kind of just walk on to. Yep. But just like how to get to the supermarket, you got to yep. get in line early now. That's with correct. Distancing, it's got to be like that on the golf course, on the tennis court, yep. wherever. Same it thing. Be. Yes, exactly That's correct. Yeah, I, I, yeah, there is. There is. And the good news of all of that is obviously there is um, some normalcy creeping back into our, our world here, Dane, which is always good. And it's just amazing when you think about it. Tennis courts, basketball courts, um, you know, you, 
the ability to go out and golf. You uh, could play tennis and be socially distant, right? Absolutely Basketball, correct. I don't know about yeah. on the playgrounds. There was a lot of stuff here in New York in the playgrounds. Right, but you can happened. at least go to a court by yourself with your own shoot ball. Around. Yeah, absolutely. Shoot around it and, and at least give yourself yeah, some exercise. Five, five. Right, you know. and the ability to to just have a basketball in your hand that yours is is all good. So it's it's coming, guys. It's it's slow. Obviously, it feels like it's been forever, but it does appear that we're going to have at least something to look forward to on the weekends here, Dan. Uh, in the month of May, whether it be NASCAR, golf, or UFC, uh, it's coming. So that's all good news. Uh, also, apparently, coming to New Orleans will be uh, Jameis Winston. That was made official this week. And we had said, you and I were both on the same page. We love this move for Jameis. Makes total sense. Uh, it makes total sense for New Orleans, too, I think, because even though Drew Brees signed a two-year deal, even though you extended Taysom Hill, um, I, I think the understanding with Drew Brees is, come back, we're going to give this thing one last shot. Right? That's right. We're going to get one last shot. He's not coming back for two years. I think they know it. He knows it. I think it's the worst kept secret in the NFL right now. He's so there's yeah. already network bidding for his services. And he's going to go. It's, guy's got a $60 million contract waiting for him to NBC as soon as he's done here. So he's, this is it for him. So if you're, if you're Sean Payton and your and company, right, doesn't it make sense to go, all right, um, let's see what we got here in a, you know, a former number one pick, nobody you would have drafted if you're the Saints this year as a quarterback, would have been able to be anywhere near what Jameis Winston is now as a backup, right? Not even close. So, right. you you know, it gives them an opportunity to say, all right, let's see what this kid has got. Let's put him under, let's put him under a microscope and let's give him some direction. And apparently Jameis feels the same because we finally heard from him about his thoughts about joining, uh, you know, the Saints. And I thought his answer was, Perfect, Jameis. You, you nailed it. He said, it's like going, uh, it's like I, I'm so into going to Harvard. And what he's basically telling us, Dan, is that finally he is looking forward to kind of forgetting about everything else and go into a program, man, where he's like, I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to get better. Dan, it was the answer I would have been looking for, for, you know, for Jameis to say, you know, does he... How does he approach being a backup after being a starter for five years in the NFL? You know, now all of a sudden you're relegated to a one-year deal backing up Drew Brees, and I thought he nailed it, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, at some point when you go from being the number one overall pick right. to now a backup in the NFL, yep. you know, there's a little bit of humble pie that's required, right, Joe? And I think the way in which you treat that transition uh, shows teams a lot. Shows teams a lot about who you are, who yep. you can be as an ego, who you can be as a teammate. And again, I agree with him. This is a great place to learn and develop. Just go ask Teddy Bridgewater, right, who kind of grew in his perception in the league, right, to the point where he was able to parlay it into a uh, contract to be a starting quarterback for another team. Right. I also mentioned yesterday how I think it also makes sense. Jameis was in the NFC South his entire career. That's correct. He's in the NFC South. So if he is pressed into action because the Hall of Famer Drew Brees goes down at some point this season, he has familiarity with a lot of teams in that division that the Saints would be playing six of the 16 possible games, right? So I like that. He knows those defenses. He knows those stadiums, that sort of thing. I also believe, and we've talked about this before, a lot of this is Taysom Hill. A lot of this is because Taysom Hill is not actually the backup quarterback, okay? When we talk about he got a $21 million deal, two years, $21 million, that's not a backup quarterback. That is someone who is maybe the quarterback of the future, who can play quarterback, but is really, you know, your running back slash wide receiver slash special teams player. And he does a great job of that, Joe, right? Yep. We've talked about how in order to still leverage Taysom Hill in that way, you can't rely on him as only your quarterback, too, because then you're only a play away. So I do like this for Jameis and to develop. I'll say one last thing, Joe. Have you heard, you know, we all know Jameis has the issues with the picks and the turnovers. I heard the other day, I heard yesterday, I don't know if you heard this also. In his career, mm -hmm. Taysom Hill right. has completed passes to seven different Saints. Okay? Okay. In his career. Jameis Winston has completed passes 
to 10 different saints in his career. Albeit, I'm dying. I stop. I'm dying. I can't. I, I can't even. That is just priceless. Plenty of experience getting the ball into the hands of the Saints. Dude, that is fantastic. That is that is the best. Yeah. That is the best stat I've heard all week long, man. That is really good, Jameis. Welcome in, Jameis Winston. He is now you're finding the black and gold uh, uniforms to throw to. Exactly. He is he is a very accomplished Saints uh, quarterback in in other ways. That's for sure. Especially to He's the defense. Saints win games already. Yes. So funny. Uh, that is just fantastic. But good. I love the ego aside. I, humble pie sometimes affects guys differently. Um, and I love the way he's approaching it. So hopefully uh, it'll work out there for Jameis and for the Saints. Uh, it's working out, of course, even still for the NFL. It looks like uh, there was going to be some questions. Don't forget, the NFL is a trillion-dollar industry because of TV deals and contracts and those types of things. Uh, it appears now that uh, the NFL, even during a pandemic, is still managing to get uh, companies to pay uh, billions of dollars for their product, even though there's a big question mark coming up uh, this year is that there will even be a product. Uh, that didn't stop Amazon from writing another monster check, Dane, to get them their Thursday nights uh, hey. to uh, stream, I believe, 11 Thursday night games per season, okay. including a late-season Saturday game that will be streamed exclusively by Amazon now. I can't imagine what the price tag on this must be here, Dane, but uh, I'm sure Amazon's not hurting for the money, but it certainly is not hurting the NFL's business, nor is it hurting Amazon's business. So uh, the idea that, and I think you and I may be on the same page here, this is the future yeah. of everything, guys. Absolutely. I mean, this is, streaming is going to be, while the network television guys are great, uh, I do think the ability to be able to walk around and stream on your phone and, you know, have your Amazon account, your Amazon Prime and ready to go, Dane, I, I don't, to me, this is the future regardless. And Amazon's in it at the right time. And by the way, that's through 2022. Okay. So that'll be uh, in there. I think, I think that's the point, Joe, you know, yep. cut the cord. You know, I would be willing to bet that, you know, 80 to 90% of the people that are watching us right now, That's Joe, correct. Yep. Right, are doing that in some kind of streaming way. Yep. And like in the old days, you know, when these TV deals would come up, it'd be CBS and Fox and ESPN bidding on them. Right now, you said it, it's going to be Amazon and oh, Twitter yeah. and, and Facebook, you know, bidding to have these contracts. And that's the way it's going, the cutting of the cord and, you know, this. The idea that it's exclusively on Amazon almost forces people to cut the cord some more. I remember, I think over the last couple of years, Joe, right, those Thursday night games would be on NFL Network, but also streaming, like on Twitter or something like that. So the idea that there's exclusive rights now on those streaming platforms even pushes the public more to cut the cord. Yeah, it's um, it's going to happen. I, and I know it was so funny when you think about it, Dane, when we, the first streaming idea of NFL games happened, it was a couple of years. Yahoo, I think, was like yeah. one of the first ones. Remember that? Um, yep. That was that was right on. And then you knew Amazon was going to get involved with it or Apple in some capacity along those lines. And uh, voila, just like that. And I do think that in certain markets over the next couple of years, the only way you're going to be able to watch the Kansas City Chiefs or something is probably via streaming it there, Dane. And that's going to be, uh, that's it. And uh, so it's, uh, it's valuable to have those really good internet connections, uh, guys, uh, apparently at your homes and stuff, because that's what it's going to be. Uh, they didn't release what the numbers are, but either way, get used to it. And the streaming aspect, Gives you the ability, Dane, to go mobile and do some other oh, things yeah. along those lines. On demand. I mean, it's just there's so much that comes with that that I think fits in perfectly with this generation of football fans. I don't know if they'll be – right now the NFL is king, but I could see this happening. Baseball, hockey, Dane. Oh, everywhere. Right? I mean yeah. – and, and add that to now what we're going through with coronavirus also. Right. Okay, this idea of how everything is changing, the way we do things, the way we work. Maybe we're a society who gets out and enjoys fresh air some more, right? But look, we take our iPad with us and we can stream the game in, in a park, wherever we go, on the road, wherever it is. Um, yes, this is the evolution yep. and it's happening in so many ways. Absolutely. That and, of course, betting at stadiums ah, during yeah. the game. Also uh, yeah. going to be very good there. So uh, that's a whole nother 
topic for a situation we can't even get mobile betting in new york yet but uh but that hey that's well we're get there one step at a time it's coming it's gonna help that also it's coming that is for sure but uh good news congratulations amazon congratulations uh more ways for us and there's nothing more annoying than being in a market where a team that sucks and that's the only game that i can watch dane because that's the only one on the network that yeah, give me give me some Amazon, give me some streaming. I am all in. So uh, congratulations there. A couple of other obvious uh, NFL headlines coming up. Adam Gase has finally spoke. He's not a mute after all. We'll tell you what he said. Uh, I love what Pittsburgh has said. We, we'll get you caught up with all the latest uh, NFL headlines. We'll do that coming up next here on The Early Line. It is the thesportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in here to the grid. Uh, welcome in to the early line. If you are new to us, he is Dane Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri, and thank you very much for hanging out with us here. No matter what streaming platform you may be uh, hanging with us uh, on the grid, we want to welcome you in. And yes, uh, as Amazon has just cut another multi-billion dollar deal with the NFL to be an exclusive streaming partner, get ready for the future. We're not the only ones here, Dan. I feel like uh, we're on the right side of technology oh, here yeah. and the right side of where we need to be ahead of the game, whether it be in, in sports betting and, and gambling and, of course, in a technology aspect of it, uh, welcome in. We're happy you're here. Uh, we did say, of course, uh, the pandemic has not stopped the NFL from uh, cutting billion-dollar deals. Certainly hasn't stopped uh, Amazon from writing checks. Uh, but what it might do and what they just released in the NFL, and this is something you and I have been waiting for a while, and we were looking forward to this over the next uh, you know, couple of weeks here in May. I can't believe it's May. The schedule was set to be released May 9th. Right. And that was something you and I have been calculating and going, all right, we, we know who everyone's playing. We just don't know where they're uh, on the right. schedule they're going to be playing it. So uh, they did now say, apparently, the NFL, that they're looking at possibly delaying the release of that, uh, of that schedule, Dane, which is kind of a uh, bummer because – you know, we usually get it somewhere. It starts to leak around May 7th, 8th, you know, leading into the 9th to get it. But it looks like without some sort of clarity on um, when guys are going to be able to get together. And obviously, you know, if they have to, and we talked about it yesterday, Dan, about the ability of them having a backup plan, what's going to happen. The release is all about ticket sales. Let's be realistic. That's what it's all about. And without knowing, and, and I understand the complication in there, that um, kind of delaying that and having a little more certainty as opposed to selling tickets and then having to go, ooh, I'm going to refund them. I, I right. get what the caution is here, Dane. Yeah, that makes sense. You talk about it. Uh, the idea of selling tickets. Well, right. I ain't buying tickets to go to any stadium. Right, 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 right. And a recent poll that we just talked about, right, said like something like 72% of fans agree with me. So no. we'll see about that. But not that. about you. Like, the team's got to travel. The te every, they got to buy all of that stuff ahead of time. And yeah. eh, maybe it's better if we don't. The other thing, Joe, we talk about this, how the NFL is a mastermind mm -hmm. at gaining the attention span yeah. of the sports right and so the idea that they have made the draft into a huge event okay like the the nfl schedule in real life even if you consider like training camp and preseason and all that runs from what joe august to february right somehow though the nfl has this have found a way how to get in the front of people's mind in march it's called free agency right exactly. they get in front of people's minds in april it's called the, the draft right and the schedule release puts the NFL once again front and center in the minds of the sports fan and doing that in May. So, yes, the idea of selling tickets. But the other part of it, Joe, is honestly just to be back in people's attention and front and center, and they're going to be able to do that. I do think, though, it's a little bit different this year. They have to plan for all those contingencies. We talked about them potentially, how they would sacrifice and move weeks one and two, week three with the bye week, and it even looks like they're already scoping out with Tampa Bay 
the site for the Super Bowl, a potential um, a potential date that I think is three weeks mm-hmm. further down the road in case, in case they need to actualize plan B. Yeah, you don't want to have to do what baseball's going through right now, which is obviously a lot of a lot of season ticket holders aren't going to baseball games right now. And a lot of games have been sold. And now you got ticket dealers, you've got you, know, you got baseball now trying to refund, figuring out ways. And like you said, I don't know how much the NFL wants to get out there front and center, even though you're talking down the road. You really want to be making tickets available for sale? I I don't know that they want to be doing that just without any clarity as far as testing and other things. So I, I get it. I would love to have the schedule. It would be it's usually right around draft time where yeah, they, they like you they keep that train rolling, man. That PR train rolling. It's just ridiculous. Because then once the draft is over, people go buy tickets. They're hot. But unfortunately, that's not going to be the case this year. And I get the hesitation. Uh, I'm sure we'll start to get leaked, maybe, Dane, some of the ideas of some of uh, some of these teams and where some games uh, could be. But the ability to be able to buy those tickets and go is not going to be readily available, although I'm sure teams are privy to this ahead of time, making sure that they can secure hotels and those uh, those types and of things. And remember, you do know the opponents, and you do know yes. if they're home or road. That you got. That yep. we already know. Yep. We just literally don't know the sequence. Right. You know what week they'll be in, right? Yeah. And if and when, which games are prime time games, let's say. But every team, I can tell you, every team's. 15, 16 opponents that yep. they're going to play. And if they're home or road, we've already gone over that, how that's figured out as a formula. It's um, it, it's funny. Some of the uh, other reactions after the draft have, uh, have come out. We told you about Jameis uh, finalizing that deal there. Now a Saint looking forward to going to uh, Harvard of, uh, you know, quarterback school there, right. he said, which was great. Uh, but our uh, our boy Adam Gase there uh, also came out leading a lot of people to think that maybe just maybe, and I don't know what direction they might head in, but about this, yeah. Gase kind of dropped the idea that they're not done adding to the offense just yet. I don't know what that means, um, but listen, it, when you look at the Jets, you love what they've done with Mims and Perryman now adding out there. Uh, I love the tight ends that they've got now in this yeah. thing, healthy, ready to rock and roll. Um, running back situation now with Piran and Bell. Yep. Um, you know, he said that, look, it's a pretty good group. And Gase is like, I, I'm happy with where it is. But he kind of, he kind of left the door open with the idea that maybe, just maybe, they're not done adding to that offense. I, of the top 20, 25 free agents, Dane, I, where are you thinking they might look here on the offense to kind of add more receivers or more running backs? I don't even know. I would not be on the offensive side of the ball, to be honest. Yeah, Just, I did. You know, yeah. If you ask me in totality right. where they may still spend some free agent money, I would tell you there's two top-end pass rushers that are still out there. Yeah, defense for Griffin, sure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Vikings, and we've all been talking about Jadavion Clowney, right? That would be, to me, the biggest position of need right now for the New York Jets. Now, for example, the wide receiver room, does it, like, completely scare defensive coordinators and right. sound like top end? No. And I understand that. But it's more than adequate, Joe, okay? Because they all fill the roles that they need, especially if Denzel Mims yep. deserves to be, you know, one of these top wide receivers out of the draft, okay? So I think the wide receiver room is fine. They just, like, went out and addressed it twice, right? Yeah. in free agency, Mims was a second-round pick. The running back room is fine. And maybe it's another running back, okay? Because here's the deal, Joe. That's a good point, too, yeah. Yeah, you know yep. Le'Veon Bell, and I believe, and you, we've said this. We believe he's going to have a big time bounce back year. The FanDuel has a prop bet right now on his rushing and receiving yards, and I think it's way too low, especially when you consider the revamping of the offensive line and his quarterback won't have mono for half the season. I'm high on Lev Bell, but they get P. Ryan uh, in the draft, and I think he's going to fill a role here. Yeah. the The issue for me is one of the things I've said, Joe, is. Teams seem to be going at it, you know, the RBB3 with a third back even, right? And so maybe that is a place. And there are still a number of veteran running backs that are out there. Maybe not, you know, crazy sexy names, but guys that can certainly be 
a, a part of a three-person committee. I'm talking about guys like Carlos Hyde. I'm talking about guys like Lamar Miller. I'm talking about guys like Devontae Freeman that are still out there on the street. So if anything, nope. on the offensive side of the ball, they've completely addressed the offensive line, Joe. I right? agree. Yep. They've, com- they've added to the wide receiver group, unless, unless it's a veteran backup quarterback, Joe. But they brought in Luke Falk. Uh, what was it? They brought in, I think, Luke Falk again. Or, yeah, well, he knows the offense, right. Yeah, he's so, been with him forever. Yep. So honestly, it, it sounds interesting. Well, they drafted the kid out of FIU down here, too, Morgan, too, that they really like. So, so that's the thing. If anything, honestly, I look for an edge rusher. I think that is the cherry yeah. on top of this Joe Douglas offseason. Mm-hmm. I know they still have some cap space as well. So we'll see. Because the other thing that's going to happen, Joe, is Teams are going to start cutting guys. Yeah, good point. Boom, to sign their rookies. So, yep. you know, we'll see who is available. The league calendar continues to march on. Yeah, it certainly does. And I like the, those guys you mentioned there, veteran presence, Lamar, yep. and, uh, um, you know, uh, when Freeman, you, Carlos Hyde, Hyde Devontae Shady Freeman. McCoy. Shady McCoy is Shady out McCoy, there. yeah. It, it, there is some interesting uh, pieces that, that could be added to that group. So, but. I'm with you. You never know. Give me the edge rusher, Joe. Give me the edge. Yeah, I, well, defense, I think they'll always be looking at. But, you know, Gase being such an offensive-minded guy, it's interesting that he would say that, you know, they're still keeping an eye out, which means, listen, they're always looking to add, which I'm all – I couldn't have been happier with the way they handled it and didn't blow it by getting the offensive lineman, addressing the what – they did it great uh, sitting in the number 11 spot. So I could not have been happier there. So good for them. Uh, but there are some other teams, too, uh, Dane, that obviously have some uh, decisions that they have to make. And I love, just much like we said about uh, Jameis Winston, I love what the, uh, what the Browns came out and said this week about uh, sp- specifically Stefanski, who first-time head coach. We don't know what he's going to be bringing to this table, right? right. We, I love so far the fact that I have never had to bring up the Browns once, Dane, in all of this. Already tells me, That's a good thing. love the guy. Already That's love right. the guy. That's and right. uh, and he had said, too, that, uh, and I thought it, that um, they are keeping, uh, Stefanski says, I'm keeping my thumb on Baker Mayfield, meaning he is going to have very little wiggle room. He is, and Dana, I was like, man, I'm looking at that number right now for the Browns, and I know everyone's already circled the Ravens, but uh-huh. that kind of structure, I'm telling you, coaching matters in the NFL. Stars matter in the NBA. The yeah. NFL, they've got some players. They have yeah. zero structure, the, yeah. and, and including Odell. This could be uh, a really interesting year for the Cleveland Browns, and I love what they're saying. Joe, you and I have been yep. talking about the Browns, and we've kind of been on the same page of them for a year and a half. Right. Like, all last year, we were like, whoa, 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 this hype train is a little too far. Like, remember when Freddie Kitchens came out in training camp and was like, we'll cut anybody who talks. You know, we'll fire them. We were like, whoa, It was bro, such a nightmare. Yep. For your head, for sure. What are you going to do, cut Odell Beckham or Baker Mayfield when he does a progressive commercial? Come on. So... We were on that, right? And we knew they were going to underperform and kind of be a dumpster fire. Right. It sounds, Joe, like you and I both think like positive regression <laughs> to the mean is going to yep. happen, helped by the fact that there's an adult in the room, yes. right? Like you said, keep a finger on the pulse, institute a culture. And also, Joe, the moves they're making seem to fall in line with that, right? That's correct. Prioritize the offensive tackle Conklin in free agency. They prioritize the offensive tackle Jedrick Wills with the number 10 overall pick. You know, they have all the weapons they need, Joe, right? On the outside, the double. We love Chubb and Hunt. I know you love Kareem Hunt. They get Austin Hooper as well. They've got everything they need to be a very dynamic offense. Then what do they do, Joe? Okay, they lose Joe Schober, right? Um, But Joe, Grant Delpit, second round pick. Jordan Elliott third-round pick, the defensive tackle. Great draft, too. Jacob Phillips, inside linebacker to replace Schober in the third round. Both of, two of these guys out of LSU, yep. okay? So I think they knew what they needed to do, and they're addressing it. And the biggest thing for me, Joe, is they're flying under the radar, right? And now you have a Baker Mayfield, an Odell Beckham, a Jarvis Landry, who all, we all talk about them as explosive, but they sort of have a chip on their shoulder on some level. And you know who else has a chip on his shoulder on that team? Miles Garrett. Yeah, he I'm does. Yep. Very interested to see the way he 
bounces back or gets back up from the drama of last year? Uh, talent, talent, yeah, and more there. talent. And I, and I thought it was great what he said. Stefanski uh, was talking to uh, it was ESPN Cleveland or ESPN.com or, or Cleveland.com, one of them there. And he was talking about, he said that, you know, Baker, he believes that Baker Mayfield, he loves what Baker, you know, has done thus far. He says that he believes that uh, Baker has better things in him than what he showed in 2019, <laughs> but that they aren't going to speak it into existence and neither is he. So I was just yeah, like, work, bro. I was like, that is just fantastic. So. Yeah, one voice, and it ain't going to be Baker Mayfield, apparently. So, hey, so what about this? Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Browns to make the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Plus 125. I, I, guys, I'm telling you, everything that we – when you go just on paper alone, is there any – there any team – more talented roster? I mean, was there? I mean, you look at that roster, you look at that. I mean, there's some question marks out, but from a talent perspective, my word, they are loaded. In yeah. the AFC, I'll give you Baltimore, I'll give you Kansas City, right? Those teams, we all know the one and two seed mm -hmm. from last year, the last two league MVPs on those teams. Yes, okay? They're going to be there yep. if their stud quarterbacks remain upright. That's correct. If you take those two teams out of it on the AFC, Where's the next tier, Joe? Is it teams like Buffalo? Mm -hmm. Is it teams like Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy, Tennessee, the Chargers, yep. right? Yep. And those teams are going to be, maybe even the Jets, those teams are going to be fighting for five additional playoff spots in the AFC. And I agree with you. I think the Browns are in that mix. And you and I are a little higher or are a little higher on the Browns. I'm going to be looking at these numbers, these win totals. I think we can make some hay with the Browns this year. I, listen, I, to me, it's just a matter of culture and structure. Right. And it's a hard right. thing for a first year head coach and a new general manager where the entire team was pretty much picked by the previous regime. However, how they've conducted, not only this draft, but conducted themselves to this particular point, guys, there is nothing. And I mean, absolutely nothing not to like uh if this was last year we would have had 23 conversations and topics about baker mayfield you know i haven't seen him on no. twitter i haven't i mean it, it was like stefanski came in and shut his ass down which it might very well be we might look back on this year and go you know what that so far what they hired in stefanski and this general manager spot on to be able to corral uh, Baker now before it gets too right. late uh, is brilliant because all he has to do is don't lose games for them and this will be a very 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 good team but he's also not the only first year head coach we'll do that coming up uh, to begin hour two we'll take a look at a lot of these first year regimes these new regimes and what we think about some of these teams and uh, the draft they had we'll do that coming up next year on the grid SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.